Girlfriends, episode number 267, Interrupt Your Marriage. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking about interrupting your marriage. What does that mean and why might it be a really good thing for you and your husband? Let's get started. Hey there, I'm so glad you are here. So glad you're able to join me here on the newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Thanks for showing up. Thank you for being here. If you're a first-time listener, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for trying out the Girlfriends Podcast. I hope you're going to like what we share here and want to become a regular member of our Girlfriends community here. If you're sometimes or always listener, thank you for all the ways that you encourage and support what we do here. Always glad to be able to connect. So before we dive into this week's topic, I have some exciting news that I want to share with you. I have a new book. I mentioned this uh, several episodes ago when I just mentioned on the side that I had completed this project. And you know, a book project is a long-term thing. So you can be working on it in the background while you're doing other things for an extended period of time. And then you're done with the book and then months go by before you can even you know think about it again. And you go through the editing process. And then by the time it's actually publishing, it feels like it's been a long time in the works. So that is how I'm feeling about this, although I haven't shared much about it here. So coming soon, the pre-order is going to be available pretty soon in just a couple of weeks from Ascension. Um, My new book is called Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday. And I really can't wait to share this content with you because this is something that I think is going to really resonate with you. If you are a listener to the Girlfriends Podcast, it's along the lines of the kinds of things we share here all the time, which is finding God in our everyday lives, looking for those connections to our everyday activities, to the people that we interact with, through the things that we enjoy, through pain or sorrow that we might suffer. How does God want to connect with you inside of those everyday experiences? So in the book, I share some of my own everyday experiences and the ways um, that I've experienced God and connected with God, and also some prayer practices that I've experimented with and what my experience has been through some of those. And in the end, I'm really hopeful that the stories that I share here, along with some wisdom from the saints and some reflections on everyday prayer practices and ways of looking to connect with God in our everyday lives is going to encourage you to look for those ways that God is whispering to you in your life every day. And really, the the real reason why I felt compelled to write this book was I'm at a stage in my life where things are a little bit quieter. You know, for those of you who don't know, Dan and I have eight children together. They were all born inside of 12 years. So our oldest was 12 and, you know, we had tons of little kids. And so those years were crazy. And I was working full time through a lot of that, working from home. We were homeschooling, very active, very busy life. And that might be right where you find yourself right now. And I I think that's a natural stage of life. But now I'm at a stage in life where I do have more quiet in my life. My youngest is 14. And I do have, you know, the opportunity to reflect on things. And I have more opportunity to go deeper in my, my prayer life and devote more time to it. And what I've been discovering is God's been right there all along. And some of the ways in which I was striving and, and trying to seek Him, all that effort 
wasn't so much necessary, so much as being still and quieting myself and becoming more aware of God's presence. So I'm really hopeful that this book will encourage you inside of your spiritual life to see the ways that God is present to you and the ways that He's acting in your life that may not be, you know, thunderbolt moments, but really just those quiet whispers of every day. So the book is called Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, and I cannot wait to share it with you. I'm going to be able to share some of the content here with you on the podcast in the coming weeks. I'm really looking forward to doing that. But most of all, I'm looking forward to sharing this content with you. I'm praying that this book will bless you. So be looking for links and more information in the coming weeks on ways that you can pre-order. We're going to have a little bit of a pre-order and a bonus that you'll get if you do pre-order is you'll get a free copy of the Companion Journal, which is a really nice bonus, a nice way for you to get a a downloadable PDF that you can print and share with your, your prayer group, with your women's group, with your Bible study, or just use on your own as you're going through the book and really spend some time, you know, journaling and uh, processing some of the information that I share in the book. So look for more information on that coming soon. I'm really excited about it. And I'm so grateful to all of you because you always are so supportive and encouraging of me in every new project that I take on. I know this book will be no different and I absolutely can't wait to share it with you. I want to dive into this week's topic, which is interrupting your marriage. Interrupt your marriage. What do I mean by that? You might be thinking, no, I'm not supposed to interrupt my marriage. It's supposed to be ongoing and permanent. Thank you very much. Well, of course, I don't mean interrupt as in hit the pause button on your vows to one another, but hit the pause button in your life so that you can disrupt your relationship just a little bit. And so what do I mean by this? I've been thinking about this because um, last weekend, I had the opportunity with my husband, Dan, to go away for one night. And we do this on and off. And, you know, pre-COVID, we did it, well, maybe once every couple of months, we'd spend one night away somewhere, not necessarily anywhere fancy. Um, But with COVID, you know, we weren't doing that. And we certainly weren't taking any trips together, which we've also done in the past. So we were missing that. You know, the spring weather is is beginning here in New Hampshire, and we just kind of felt like we wanted to do something different, get out of our rut, out of our routine, out of what we do here on the weekends in our house, which, you know, it's great, but we were looking for something a little bit different to do. And so Dan, he had the idea to book a room at a little inn that is seriously walking distance from our house. It's a three minute drive. And it's right on the lake. We live at the on the lake here in New Hampshire, just this this sweet little inn that was like renovated fairly recently. And it's just a, a beautiful inn. I, I know that I've, I've had friends stay there before my daughter stayed there once. So I knew it was like a really nice place. And we got this special deal because it's the off season It's not quite summertime tourist season yet. And they gave us this great room for not much money. We were right on the lake, like you could open our door and there's the beach. It was just so much fun. And it was sort of an impromptu thing where it was like Saturday. And he said, do you want to you want to do this? And it's like, okay, let's do it. So we did that. And it really got me thinking like afterwards how I was reflecting on it. And I told Dan the next day, like that was so fun. We didn't do anything fancy. We went to this little room and we enjoyed our time there. We had some snacks and some drinks on our own in our room. And then we went to dinner, which was another place we could walk to. We never left our little tiny town uh, on this whole little quote unquote getaway. But it really made me think, I told Dan the next day, that was the most fun I've had in a really long time. It wasn't anything extravagant. It didn't in the end cost very much money. And it was just the 
interruption. That was the word that I kept thinking of. Like it interrupted our lives in a really nice way, in a way that we needed. And maybe I hadn't really been noticing that we needed the interruption. It got me thinking about other times inside of our marriage where we've benefited from an interruption like that. One of the first times that I ever experienced that was years ago. And I, I I looked it up because I wanted to be sure exactly how long ago it was. It was 10 years ago that Dan planned this trip for us. So 10 years ago, I just told you at the start of the show, my, my youngest is 14. He was four years old. We had never, I think pretty much never at that point, for years and years and years, gone away overnight together. So if you're in that stage in your family life, I get it. Because it's, especially if you have a lot of little kids or kids with special needs. I mean, there's so many moving pieces and it can be really hard to, you know, never mind financially, never mind COVID, to just logistically manage to get away. We had not done that. We were not in the habit of doing that. Uh, It wasn't even on my mind, but it was on Dan's mind. And he went ahead and planned this trip. He told me he was doing it, but he wasn't, he really wasn't asking permission. He was like, "I'm, I'm planning this. We're going to do this. So he planned this trip for us to go to the Caribbean. We went to Grenada, which may not be, you know, the first Caribbean destination that comes to mind. But Dan is a researcher and he's a real fan of uh, tropical places. And uh, he really researched and decided that Grenada would be the best spot. He found this this little resort where we could stay and it was run by, you know, this this one guy and he called him up on the phone and really researched what this this trip would be like. So he planned this trip for us. And I honestly, I think it might have been April. I, I cannot remember exactly what the dates were that we went. But we left our kids and we left them uh, part of the time and and part of them with uh, my father-in-law. And then some of the others of them were with my mom and my dad and kind of split them up. So nobody was overwhelmed, you know, with the care of all eight of our kids. And we had arranged for them to like switch places during the time that we were gone. So nobody was getting bored. And anyway, it took, like I said, there were a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things to put into place. And I was super hesitant to do this. Especially, I was worried about leaving Danny, who was our youngest, who was four at the time. I really, you know, had a lot of anxiety about it. And that might be you. You you may not want to plan a getaway right now with your husband uh, because of any number of issues. But let me tell you, as hesitant as I was, as anxious as I was, as nervous as I was, as much as I would have preferred to do something much smaller and not have five nights that we were going to be away like that, I really appreciated it when it finally did happen when we went. Yeah, I had all the nerves and all the, you know, wanting to call and check on the kids and all of that. But what I realized was it fully took us like two days there before we had managed to peel back all the layers of the stuff in our lives, the stuff of the ways that we were, you know, in the habit of communicating with each other, our routines, um, all of those things, like, and just, like, relax and be us. Like, it was really like coming awake again and saying, oh, oh, hey, you, I remember you. Like, and I hear about couples that do that in their retirement, where all of a sudden, you know, they, they've got no more kids in the house and they're empty nesters and perhaps they're, they're retiring from full-time work and they kind of look at each other like, oh, hey, 
hey, I, I remember you. And it really felt like that. And it it really struck me at that point that that truly was, that trip was, I'm so grateful to Dan for insisting that we do it. And he's always been really good about that, insisting that we have time together. Just like, you know, this past weekend where he decided we should we should go away for an evening. It was an interruption. And that was exactly what we needed. Because especially inside of our married lives, you know, we get into these habits of the ways that we interact. We are, you know, oftentimes like business partners almost. We're managing our kids, we're managing our parenting, we're managing school, we're managing our work and all of the schedules and running a household and everything that that entails. And it can be easy to kind of fall into this kind of business partnership way of interacting with one another, where you might be talking all the time, but if it's just about, you know, carpools and who needs to be where over the weekend, it's not the same thing. It's truly connecting. And inside of marriage, it's really easy to fall into those habits. It's really easy to begin to take one another for granted. You know, with our kids, yes, we're very familiar inside of our immediate family relationships with our kids and with our spouse. But with our kids, I I feel like we're less inclined to take those kinds of relationships for granted because we're very aware that our kids are growing and changing and that we're kind of moving them toward independence. But with your spouse, it can be really easy to take them for granted. Like we we said together forever, right? So he's going to be there. Of course, you probably wouldn't say it like that, but that's sometimes the way that we think about each other or the way that, you know, the perspective that we have without ever really verbalizing it or fully acknowledging it. And that's really sad inside of your relationship. There's so much to that you can benefit from, from reminding each other about who you are and really connecting at that level. So that time when we went on that trip to Grenada, like I said, I really felt like it took us two full days to be like, okay, we're just we're just sitting here and there's nothing pressing for us to do or plan except, you know, how we're going to spend this afternoon on this beach or maybe take this little trip. And it was just a way of having fun together and relaxing, fully becoming again who we were back when we were dating, back before we were married and in our early marriage. That was such a blessing to me, especially at that stage in our family life, which was crazy. It was crazy and it was so busy and there was so much going on. And of course, we came back home and we, we dove right back into all of it. Having that interruption really changed my mindset and it really helped me to realize that the importance of an interruption in your married life sometimes to interrupt what you're doing because we fall into these routines, we fall into taking each other for granted. And in the end, that's really a disservice to yourself. And it's not what God's plan is for your marriage. He wants you to be bearing fruit in all the seasons of your marriage. So that really does mean being intentional sometimes, hitting that pause button, interrupting those comfortable routines that you sometimes fall into that aren't necessarily what's best for you as a couple. So I'm going to share some ideas. The first, of course, is spending time away together, if you can possibly do it, even just one overnight doesn't have to be fancy. Like I, you know, described our our little trip where we never even left town. Just fun to do that and change your surroundings and remove yourself from, you know, the the buzzing laundry and uh the kids asking you for their for your attention in different ways or things that need to get done around the house or doing the dishes or remove yourself from that if you possibly can. 
it doesn't have to be fancy. And maybe you have family that could help out. Maybe I remember earlier in our marriage, we would sometimes manage to get away when my my younger sister, who wasn't yet married, who was a college age, would come and just spend overnight. And we didn't usually use those babysitting moments as times to go away overnight. But I, I do remember one time that we did. Other times, we just, you know, it was an opportunity to just get out for an extended period of time and change our surroundings and really connect with each other. So maybe one overnight away. Oh, if you can do a trip, do it. <laughs> or um, it might be, it makes more sense for you to stay home and you send the kids to the grandparents for a weekend or at least for one night. Really interrupt your routine in that way. Really look to connect with each other in that way if you possibly can. I know there are people listening right now who are saying there's no possible way. We don't have the money. We can't find the care for our kids. But I'm just I'm I'm not demanding this of you. I'm just encouraging you to explore, maybe in creative ways, ways that you could make that happen. And um and and I and you know, I'm sorry, but it does take extended time together. At least that was my experience, especially on that trip 10 years ago, that you either need to be in the habit of doing this on a regular basis, but if you haven't done it in a really long time, it does. It takes time. And so having more than one day where you're able to be apart from your kids and from your work and from your usual routines really allows you that opportunity to start peeling back those layers. You don't even know the layers you have piled on top of who you are as a couple, especially until you take the time to do that. So I want to encourage you to look for creative ways. Maybe talk to your husband about how could we possibly make this happen? Maybe talk to a good girlfriend. Maybe you have friends who you could swap those services with, taking each other's kids for a weekend or, or whatever it might be. But look for a way that you can do that, and if if at all possible. Um, but there are other ways that you can interrupt your marriage as well. So the next thing I want to mention is think about doing something you haven't done in a long time. So imagine if you can't possibly get away, what, imagine if you got away, what, what things would you enjoy doing if you didn't have any pressing responsibilities or, or kids pulling on your shirt? What would you do? And what would you enjoy? What things did you used to enjoy? Maybe think about, you know, a concert you might've gone to with, with your husband at some point, or the, a kind of music that you used to enjoy together and that maybe now you don't play anymore. And then bring that back in. Bring that back into your life. Maybe just spend an evening uh, playing some music that you haven't listened to in a long time that can help you to remember, you know, who you were when you were dating. Or you could just read a book, reread a book that you enjoyed together. Um, if that's the kind of thing that you and your husband enjoyed when you were dating, talking about books or sharing about books. Or maybe there's a certain restaurant that you haven't been to in many years that could help to remind you, interrupt your life. Maybe, you know, those kinds of things you're thinking, they have no place in my life right now. My life is kids and work and other responsibilities. And yeah, that's exactly the point. You don't have place for that in your life right now? Well, then make place in, in your life for that right now. Or it might be watching a movie. You know, every once in a while, there'll be an old familiar movie from the 80s or something that's on the movie channel on a, on a weekend afternoon. And I always love it if we stumble upon something like that. And you completely forgot about this movie. And and sometimes they're, they're really stupid. <laughs> like these movies that I thought were so deep and meaningful when I was a teenager. Mm, probably not so much <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but it's still fun to 
re-experience that. And so maybe there's a movie that you would enjoy experiencing in that way. And, and then don't just watch the movie. Like, make it an evening, perhaps, that you set apart. Make it an an opportunity for, for you to reconnect with your spouse in a way that's going to remind you of who you were, especially during the time that you were dating. All right, my next idea is related, of course, and, and it's be spontaneous. I love that Dan is like this because I i don't tend to be, where he'll just say, hey, why don't we do this? And then we can do it. <laughs> where, you know, like, let's go away for this evening. Um, And he did that just last week. He, in the middle of a day, said to me, you know, hey, how about if we just go out? Like, there, we we need a few things shopping and we could go out and we could we could get dinner. And sure enough, I looked at my work schedule and I was able to, to rearrange it so that we could do that. That was a really nice thing. And so look for ways that you could be spontaneous like that. Sometimes we get in the habit of thinking like, oh, can't possibly do whatever it is on a weekday or on an in an afternoon or whatever. And But look for ways that you might actually be able to do that thing. Maybe you can manage to take an afternoon off or your husband can or the both of you can. Um, if you have kids in school and you're both working, what if you both took an afternoon off and you don't, no one needs to be any the wiser if you manage to go out to lunch or go out to dinner or, and spend a little time together in that way. Or maybe it's going to be going out to breakfast, um, finding an opportunity to do that even just making a special breakfast at your house if you if going out isn't possible for you right now and that that leads me to my next one which is make some small but extraordinary effort <laughs> so that doesn't sound like it makes sense right but what i mean is going out of your way to do something that's going to interrupt your marriage. So like the example I just gave, maybe you don't normally eat breakfast together, but maybe you're going to make that plan. Maybe that would be fun. If that sounds like a nightmare to you, don't do not do that. Do what's going to sound fun. So maybe it's going to be making a special dinner or, you know, getting takeout and if cooking's not your thing. But, you know, think about a way that you could do something small that's going to take now, it doesn't mean epic effort when I say extraordinary. I just mean out of the ordinary effort that you wouldn't normally put into perhaps a dinner together, or maybe you're going to do your hair and makeup in a way that you know your husband really likes and just take the time to do that. Now, don't do anything that's small and extraordinary effort like this that you're going to resent, that you're going to be building up in your mind like, oh, I'm doing this for him. He would never do this for me or do something that you'll actually enjoy you know, because that's part of the interruption. And also part of what I experienced this past weekend when we went away was when we were just hanging out in the room and, you know, having some drinks and snacks and then planning, oh, we're going to go out to dinner. Then I really enjoyed getting ready that I just, it was a luxury to have the time to have the space and to just feel like there's nothing for me to do right now except do my hair. That's fun too. So maybe something along those lines, maybe you don't enjoy doing your hair, but something along those lines, make sure that it's something that you're not going to resent, but that's fully part of the fun is investing yourself in that way. Maybe it's going to be some act of service, something that you might do together or for one another, but that sort of thing that's unexpected and um, can be a surprise and a pleasant surprise for your husband and for you, a pleasant way to spend some time that's surprising. So think of something small. And I mean, I haven't covered everything here, but I don't know what you will enjoy doing, but you know, and maybe you don't know. And that means you're going to need to spend a little time thinking about this, maybe even praying about it. What would God have you do to invest in yourself a little bit? 
and invest in spending some time together with your husband in a way that's going to interrupt the everyday, interrupt your routine. All right, the last idea that I want to share is connect with another couple. Now, we don't do this often enough, I'm going to tell you, and especially during COVID, we we haven't been doing social things. But it really is something that can really bless your marriage if you make an effort to be connecting with other couples, especially. And yeah, it's great when you can like have whole families over or multiple couples. But I really find that just when two couples like a double date go out, there's really an intimacy there and a sharing that I find really is beneficial to me and, and I and I hope to the other couple that you kind of learn from one another. I mean, you know, choose a couple that you admire in some way or who share your faith or share your circumstances in some way so that you're going to be able to connect in a way that's meaningful. But I really find that I benefit from seeing how other couples connect and how they communicate and how they they talk to one another and how they talk about one another and having that opportunity to do the same for them is really a way that can interrupt your marriage because it really kind of pulls you back to start thinking about your marriage and your married relationship. I don't mean in a negative way, like comparing yourself to other couples, but in a positive and encouraging way, like, oh, I really like, you know, that they, that they're like that with one another or that they mention that they do that or, um, or, you know, just seeing the ways that they interact or the ways that they have fun together can really be encouraging to you as a couple. So think about people in your life who might play that role for you and that you can play that role for. And, you know, I'm feeling hopeful this springtime that things are opening up. Um, There's going to be more outdoor activities and the possibility for people to get together in, in various social ways. So look for a way that you might be able to do that. And just making the effort, making the time to do that can really be a beneficial interruption to your everyday routines inside of your marriage. All right, those are the the ideas that I wanted to share. So um, just to, to run through them again, spending overnight away in any way that you can possibly do it. I really encourage you to get creative, get outside your comfort zone. If you are feeling like I was 10 years ago when Dan first suggested it, like, no way, this is this is too scary. I'm too afraid. I'm too worried, blah, blah, blah. Like, get outside your comfort zone. I'm, I'm telling you, it can truly bless your marriage. Then do something you haven't done in a long time. Look for a way that you can be spontaneous together and uh, make some small but extraordinary effort that you will not be resentful about. And then finally, look for another couple that you could connect with, that you could share with, that you could spend some time with in a way that's going to interrupt your own everyday habits inside of your marriage. Well, maybe my ideas resonate with you, but maybe they don't, or maybe you have your own that you might add to this list. I would love to hear from you. I'd love your feedback. You can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me through the show notes at ascensionpress.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean, especially on Instagram. I would love to connect with you there. And speaking of feedback coming up, I'm going to be sharing with you a listener question. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the word transform her. 
I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step guide to discovering God's voice in the scriptures and letting Him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about How to Pray Like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback with you and listener questions. If you have a question you want me to take up in this section of the show, you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. This question this week comes from listener Mary. That's not her real name, but she's asked to remain anonymous. This is what she wrote this week. Dear Danielle, I have recently discovered your podcast and I very much enjoy it. I'm a Catholic mom of four. My husband and I have been married for 30 years. Our struggle is that our oldest daughter, 28, has shared with us that she is gay. I had an idea as we had several conversations about the church and its teachings in reference to homosexuality. I prayed and prayed for her, but I feel like I failed. She has continued in this path and currently has a girlfriend and she doesn't go to church anymore. I'm at a loss of what to do. Are there any resources that you would recommend for me to help me as a Catholic woman, wife, and mother who has a daughter who is openly gay? We love our daughter, but we are struggling in many ways with this news. Thank you and God bless Mary. All right. So I've already emailed Mary back, but I told her I would take up this topic here on the show because I think this is a really relevant topic and something that touches many of our lives in different ways and a really important one because we're called to love everyone. And sometimes I think people misinterpret church teaching on homosexuality, that homosexual acts are sinful to meaning that we need to reject the persons. And sometimes that's a misinterpretation by people outside of the church that understand church teaching that homosexual acts are intrinsically evil and always wrong with meaning that people themselves that that struggle with that are wrong, are bad, and that we're, we're not to love them. Um, that there's no place for them in the church. And so I really recommend, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this particular video. Father Mike Schmitz talks so beautifully about this. He has a brother who is homosexual and he shares about his experience with him. But I love his perspective on it because he, in, in this particular video, he talks about the idea of tolerance that we, you know, talking about same-sex attraction or same-sex marriage and tolerance. And he rejects that word as not appropriate because we're not tolerating people who have same-sex attraction. We're called to love them, not put up with them, not tolerate them, not, you know, make accommodations in that way. They belong and he he speaks about this so powerfully and so beautifully, especially based on his own experience with his brother that he he loves so very much. And so he says it's so much better than I can. So I'm going to point you to that if this is something you are struggling with in any way in your life with your kids or with uh, other family members or friends. Father Mike's perspective is really spot on and so very encouraging and helpful. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. But the other resource that I wanted to mention, and I've already shared this with Mary, is Courage, which is a a Catholic ministry, especially for people who have same-sex attraction. But then there's Encourage, which is another part of it, which is specifically a support network for people, mostly parents and other loved ones and family members of people who are gay. So it really is a wonderful resource and a, a wonderful way to find real people who share those circumstances, can help clarify things for you, and really help you sort through 
your Catholic faith and the way that you are called to love your daughter or anyone who's who's struggling with this in your life right now. So I'm going to put a link to that also in the show notes. Um, so many people so much wiser and smarter than I am have taken on this topic and done it so well. So I'm going to connect people to those resources, again, through the show notes that are always available at ascensionpress.com. But in the meantime, please, I want to encourage all of you to pray for Mary and pray for her daughter and know that I am praying for all of you, anyone who is suffering or struggling with a similar issue in their lives right now. Again, to get those resources, go to ascensionpress.com or text the word girlfriends to 33777 and you'll get the show notes delivered to your inbox every week. How handy is that? All right, that's all the time I have for this week, but I want to remind you to be looking out for pre-orders for Whisper Finding God in the Everyday, which is coming soon from Ascension Press. I really cannot wait to share that book with you. So be looking for those pre-orders, especially because that's the way you can get the free downloadable companion journal to go along with the book is when you pre-order the book. It's a special bonus for pre-orders only. And in the meantime, know that I'm praying for you. I pray every week for the people who listen to the Girlfriends podcast. So if you're listening right now, you have been prayed for. I am so grateful for all the ways that you connect with me. But most importantly, I'm grateful to you for showing up. Thank you for your presence here. You are an important part of the Girlfriends community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 